Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is episode 133.5 of the Testudo Times podcast, and I have one thing to say right now. What the hell's going on out here? I have always wanted to use that drop in a podcast or something that I have made for years and years and years. And it only feels appropriate that today is finally the day I get to use that because Thomas Kenzora, I mean, we recorded a podcast earlier today. This is still Wednesday. It's Halloween. We recorded our big podcast reacting to all the decisions that were made. We were very proud of it. It was up. It had gotten its hits and we assumed everything was going to be done at least for a while. Maybe we shouldn't have expected that. I did say in the end of that show, I said, this isn't over yet. Lord and mighty in heaven, did I not expect this? You know, and I talked about the the job security of DJ Durkin and Damon Evans. And hours after we did that, DJ Durkin was fired. So turned out his wasn't great. Yeah. I understatement of the millennium. I was sitting in my apartment playing video games. I get a Slack message that says Maryland has fired DJ Durkin. I think I threw my phone. Like, what are we doing? What, what What's going on? Can I this... insert the Taylor Twelman drop here too? This... What are we doing? Absolutely. I, I'm gonna have to, because he's a Maryland alum. I bet he's saying the same thing. What are we doing? I can't do it in his voice, obviously, but if he was here, he would do the same thing. Okay, so we recorded that podcast at about 1.30. I posted By the way, yesterday's decision, I'll say this right now. Yesterday's decision is a very serious thing. Like, someone died. This is a massive thing. It really clearly breached the trust of a lot of people. It you know, really just felt disrespectful to a lot of people. This is hilarious turning back and firing the guy who they already brought back it's he was coaching today and then damon (laughs) evans came in and said oh by the way you're fired yeah like this the optics of this it, it is it is something that i've seen weird we've seen weird firing in sports before plenty of them i mean if you were a fan of the yankees of the 80s you saw a bunch of them I watch soccer. I've seen somebody get hired and fired in the same day. Or at least I think I have. There's certainly a, a, a club in Italy that once hired and fired like six coaches in the same year. Like, weird coach firings is nothing new. But this is just well beyond the pale. So, the decision was made after everybody freaked out. And rightfully so. Now, some of the takes from some of the media was a little bit... I'm trying to find the best word to put on that, but I can't. It was there were a little bit. I think, it, I think a lot of people oversimplified what what is a complex thing. Yes, we, there we said, there are a lot of gray areas in Durkin's role in the culture of Maryland athletics. Like that's not going to be a black and white thing. Um, but I think what what kind of became black and white. I mean, especially after the way yes yesterday's slash today's uh, firestorm was the decision was pretty clear is that you you had to move on you had to 
try to start over, at least from the football coach, which is the most visible hiring and firing. I, I haven't seen much. Um, like, like all the anger is because they kept Durkin, you know, which is, especially which is, outside of Maryland. No one really cares about the athletic about the AD, but like for us, it's like the AD, you could argue the AD has a bigger role in the dysfunction of the athletic department than the coach does. I'm stunned. He's not, not necessarily still around, but the only one still around of that group. Okay. You know how I said earlier in the first show, episode 133, that I didn't think it was possible that we'd see president go, but coach and AD stay. It never came across my mind that coach and president would go, but AD would stay. Like, this is where we've reached. And I, and I want to say to everybody who's parachuted in on this story, and reasonably so, if you're angry, you're right. You have every right to be. They were stupid, and they made a bad decision. But this, this situation is not black and white, and we've explained that consistently, right? We feel like we had to because this is not a black and white, you know, culture issue what is a role and most people don't care about the dysfunction in the athletic department but for us we know this is a symptom of a much larger issue here and as i said you can't really cure the disease without fixing the symptoms first and they've gotten rid of one of the symptoms and the other's still there and apparently from all the reporting that has been done by rick base who i promise you all listeners of the Tiscudo times podcast when this settles down and we're a bit further from this we're going to get him on the show because i want to talk to him about reporting this story uh, from a, just a journalistic geek standpoint, because I think it's very interesting. But his reporting indicates that this was made by Wallace Lowe and Damon Evans and College Park, independent of the Board of Regents. And the Board of Regents controls the entire Maryland University system. And that, to me, is also very interesting, because remember, the Board of uh, Regents recommended that they stay on. And the initial reporting was they were going to recommend that they were staying on, but then it quickly became, oh, he's going to be back in coaching again, DJ Durkin. And they were going to be back in their jobs very quickly. And then immediately it changes. And it comes... Well, before because... that, before that, it became... It, you know, the, the reporting was that Wallace Lowe wanted to fire DJ Durkin. But the Board of Regents told him not to or he would be fired. And so to, I guess, save his own face and leave on his own terms. You know, it's, it was that power struggle. He let it happen. And because of the backlash... And, and and I'm pretty sure all of the reporting just says this is because of the backlash from all corners of everything, including like a student protest, number one, and Maryland alums. If Scott Van Pelt goes on that sports center show and says, basically, what are you doing, guys? Yeah, I mean, he goes on that there and says, I was waiting for the adults to show up. I wish I was prouder. The The governor of Maryland is involved in this. And this is the other crazy aspect to this is because the head of the Board of Regents is James Brady is a political appointee. And Larry Hogan, we are six days away from an election. Now, he's going to win re-election, but he just won political brownie points by doing that because I think most Maryland alums in the state of Maryland probably agree with him. Doesn't matter political affiliation. So that added a whole other level to it. I think... And also Anthony Brown, incidentally, who is a congressman who would have been governor if he had won the race four years ago, also said, Maryland, what the hell are you doing? And he's not even in the district that represents College Park, which, again, just adds a whole nother level to this complete gong show, which is what this is now. It's a gong show. And it's sad because, again, we're still, as you mentioned, and rightfully so, a football player died. And the comical nature of this is solely because of how Maryland dealt with it. 
not by anything of what was seriously happening and the failures that led to Jordan McNair's death from the football program, from the medical staff, whatever the case may be. And that, to me, I don't want that to get lost in it, and I also don't want to get how complicated this situation is, but the fact that they didn't think anyone associated with Maryland, whether it be the Board of Regents or anybody in College Park, thought that the backlash was going to be like this is the highest of naivety I've ever seen. And I am a cynical human being by nature, and you have to be cynical when you follow Maryland sports. There is nothing you can be other than cynical, I must say. And I love the school. I love the athletic department. But we follow football and basketball. We follow other sports, too. You have to be cynical in order to do this and be sane. Even the most cynical person, and I don't even know if I'm the most cynical. I've been reading Twitter today. I don't even know how they could have imagined these people not understanding that the backlash was going to be like this. I cannot imagine nobody in there said, guys, do you not think we're going to get killed for this from all sides? And then, lo and behold, they got killed from all sides. And then they basically, they folded. They had to. They had no other choice. They could well, the not board, trot DJ like, Durkin out there on Saturday. Well, the I mean, again, I mean, the board made that decision, and Maryland made this decision. So you and can so, argue that the University of Maryland College Park went road against its supervisors. Yes, that is exactly what happened. And the president is already going to retire. And so, so basically like, he had nothing to lose. It just dropped the mic. Yeah. Which, I mean, is it, which let's be honest, it's a great move by Wallace Lowe. You got nothing to lose. And he basically said, I'm taking one for the team here. And I got to admit, he's made a lot of bad decisions, but doing that was uh, a brave decision on his part. It was a and fearless I, idea, Matt. It oh, was a fearless idea. I'm trying not to curse right now. Except here's the thing. It was very much a scared reactionary idea, which is a very Wallace Lowe thing to do. Yes, it is. He, he champions fearless ideas, and there isn't a fearless idea that he has had as president of Maryland, and I feel bad saying that, but... He's had ideas. He has not had a lot of fearless actions. Mm, yeah, ideas are one thing. What was the... Uh, what was, there was a Herman Edwards quote that said, was a, a goal without a plan is a wish, and I think that that's a lot of what could be ascribed to this situation. And they ended up paying the full buyout! Yeah, so I, 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 this is what I was going to go back to earlier, was that, you know, I... There was somewhat of a calculation, I think, if you decide you don't have enough to fire DJ Durkin for cause, which honestly, after reading the report, I didn't think they had enough because Durkin wasn't like directly responsible for really anything. He was just well, a, he was an important part for... of this big mess, and he's the most public figure out of those people. It, well, if you say he's responsible for Rick Court, who's responsible for the medical team, who's responsible for Jordan McNair's death, that's a well, lot Rick of... Court's not responsible for the medical team. He's the well, strength coach. Strength and conditioning coach. He should be responsible for that in a normal universe, but we didn't live in a normal universe, obviously. No, it was a dysfunctional fire pit. Yes, it is. And so, and so the decision comes between that $5 million buyout and the PR hit. Which and means you're losing, well, as we said before, you're losing it's a lose more lose. money. You're losing it's a lose more lose. money. So it's a lose-lose, and they somehow lost twice. I'm, I'm impressed. It takes a lot. Maryland football does a lot of losing. It takes a lot to lose. So Maryland's now five and five this season. Basically, <laughs> does that strip them for bowl eligibility yet, or no? No, probably I think not. You, I think if you win six, you still get in. Well, you can like win it, five and get in because of APR. So yeah, well, last year no one did. Like last year, there were there were still like eighty something six win teams. And that and that just funny. And Maryland wasn't one of them. 
Uh, can we go on to the another money question that I had when I when I said it was Pennywise of Pound Foolish? Can I say an informed speculation? I don't know any sources here, but this is an educated guess. Do you think a booster stepped up and said, "I'm going to take one for the team too"? And pay the buyout and say, we got to get rid of this now. This cannot possibly get worse. No. No? I don't, I don't believe that at all. Okay. Have you, have you read the, like, the boosters, DJ Durkin endeared himself to, the, to like, high-level boosters more than any other group of people in or around Maryland football. I, 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 and there's got to be somebody who is a big donor to the school who said, you can't keep doing this. Because the original decision, if I believe it was money, a lot of what I was reading suggested that it was based on football. And I don't think it was based on football at all. They said that, but they can't say it was about money, right? Like if they actually made the decision, the initial decision to not buy him out because of money, they can't go into a press conference and say that, right? So, correct. That's why they used football as a shield for that. And that's the only reason why I even bring up the idea that someone came up and said, here's the money, get him out of here. I think it was just, no, the backlash was so strong that they really had no choice. I just can't believe that this even happened at all. I, I can't believe that we went through all of that yesterday only for them to just completely do a 180. They made the right decision in the end, but for the wrong reasons. And I, I, I'm lost for words. So when, I, as I said earlier, I was in my apartment when this happened, and one of my roommates was there. And the first question he asked me was like, so do they have to reannounce Matt Canada as the interim head coach? <laughs> Good point. I believe they have kind of done that. And so, I mean, so like what his days, his last two days have been like. I don't know. I, I'm sure he's just taking it day by day, he says. And, you know, he's really looking forward to being the offensive coordinator this weekend. He deserves a medal of honor for having to deal with this. I, I might give him a peace prize, man. Like, we'll see. Presidential Medal of Freedom? That's a little much. Okay. Uh, anyway. That's a little much. He runs a few too many jet sweeps. His name is Canada. Like, we can't give him the highest U.S. honor. I'm not making a joke that I just thought of in my head. I can't do that right now on this podcast at this time of year. Uh, let's think about now from the football perspective. I mean, we know the players walked out. Jeff Ehrman had a tweet where he said there wasn't any reaction to practice. It wasn't positive. It wasn't negative. And I think the, the quote was, no one batted an eye, I think is what he said. I'm going to confirm that right now for you. And... Nobody batted an eyelash, said a source in his tweet. That is up on his timeline right now. Don't think he could be surprised by that. Um, I wonder, I don't think the players saying anything had as much to do with it, as much as we would like that to be the case, right? But, I mean, I can imagine the the PR hit of not just bringing Durkin back, but seeing players walk out of the first meeting with him made them go, uh, well, crap. See, also another thing is this is – Take what you will from Billy Murphy, but he uh, spoke to reporters outside Gossip Team House tonight and said that a pro Durkin player went up and punched one of the reported whistleblowers. Um, he didn't name names, but it was Wade Lee's. So, so that happened yesterday, allegedly. And 
Yes. And then like today at practice, there was a different group of players that were not among the players who walked out yesterday that didn't show up. So that's a developing situation. And then at the end of that practice, Damon Evans goes up to DJ Durkin and tells him he's been terminated is, is how I've pieced this together. Like I'm still like, after we're done recording this podcast and we post it, I'm going to go back to digging on stuff. So I guess I'll take this time right now, just to kind of plug, we'll have a lot of stuff up in the morning on this. Um, I'll have the, just the timeline of the last two days. Just how did we get from here to here? Well, or even you there in the first place. exposés on all the other crap that's going on, like on the field, because I think that's a story in of itself. I I'm mean, working on that too. What a complete mess. What an embarrassment to everything you know and love. Just when you think it couldn't get worse, it gets worse. It gets a whole hell of a lot worse. And we, we've dealt with a lot. I mean, we joked a lot about the angry Maryland quarterback hating God. Well, that was nothing compared to this. So now... We have to talk about actual football-related things if players aren't going to get suspended for punching whistleblowers. Jesus. I, I, I think that, s- that's going to get sorted out as it, as it will. I, I can't even begin to say that sentence without starting to giggle and then immediately go Joker. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I can't say that sentence without immediately just going through 70 different emotions at once because that's what this is right now. So let's quickly, again, on football, what in the name of all that is holy is Saturday going to look like? Is it going to look like anything? So it's still the blackout game? Um, I called it the black and silver game because there's going to be a bunch of bleachers. Yeah. You see? I mean, maybe there will be more people there now to support the players. I think so. Like, honestly, I that's... Something that I've heard that seems to have credibility is that, you know, fans will come to support the players and the people who were planning to boycott because Maryland kept Durkin will go to support the players. I I guess, like, that's their new most important belief. Um, I mean, like, I could also see them supporting Matt Canada. He did nothing wrong here. (laughs) No, not really. I mean, Canada's... I mean... Like, I mean, he doesn't deserve that kind of support the same way the players do, but he's done nothing wrong here. So, I, whatever the case may be. And we now have to answer this next question, which is the obvious next question, but seems really, really, really minute at this point and incidental, and it doesn't mean anything. What is going to be going with this program forward? What is their next move? Uh, that first question is, uh, what about Damon Evans? I think Evans is staying. It, Can you it believe would, that? Can you believe that? It would be like 90%. I mean, he has very strong support from the president, and he has not gotten that much backlash from outside the university. I don't think it – w- it would take a new Damon Evans scandal to get him ousted at this point. Here's the thing. We know his background. That's possible. Uh, um, I, I don't even want to. I think he stays. That. I think he stays for a little yeah, while. How though. does he become the one that gets out of this scot free? I mean, I guess he's really adept at doing matrix style dodging of 
bullets in a crossfire. That's the only way I could really describe it. Uh, also, I think maybe it's because he has the longest contract. Six years, $3.4 million, I think it is. You might be onto something. Well, also, we know there's a new university president coming in, and he will not be married to said athletic director. Mm-hmm. There's that, too. And so now we have to go to the next logical question, which is something I was thinking about over the weekend, which is the next head coach of the football program. Now, somebody will take the job because it is a Power 5 FBS job, and those only come available so often. And I've looked at some Twitter things tonight and some speculation and Bruce Feldman who was the sideline reporter for Maryland's first game against Texas was bringing out some names he talked uh, about Matt Canada being considered for the full-time head coaching position I cannot imagine why he wouldn't I think he at least deserves an interview I might be higher on him than other people but I don't think there's any way you don't consider him he's guided Maryland through all this nonsense and if he wins one more game Maryland's going to a bowl game and yeah, I mean, my, my list my list would at least start with him. Obviously, it's it's your job to get the best candidate, and a pretty good chance that's from outside. But I think Canada makes he makes sense. I I think he's done enough at this point to earn at least a very very in depth interview, because he has done so much with so little with everything against him. And for this program at this time, I think he deserves that immense amount of credit. And again, maybe I'm overvaluing him, and that's fair to say, but if he's not going to get hired at Maryland, he's going to get a plum job somewhere. You know, he has had a history of bouncing around jobs. This is not one that is on him in any way, shape, or form, though. You know, he might have had a disagreement with Ed O down at LSU, you know, but this one's not on him, obviously. Uh, the next name that you're going to see linked to this job a lot, and it's really an obvious one, is Mike Loxley. And that is the name that a lot of people are going to bring up because, of course, he has amazing recruiting ties in the area. And as I mentioned on the first podcast, the recruiting cycles in the future in the DMV for football are really, really good. And if you want to get those connections to the program and rebuild them, Mike Loxley is one of the guys who could definitely do that. Now, here's my thing about that. Mike Loxley's not a very good football coach. Loxley has proven when he was at UNM, New Mexico, that things went horribly wrong. He was the interim at Maryland. He didn't really do much there. That was a bad situation, but uh, he didn't exactly prove himself. And he's the Alabama offensive coordinator. But as I saw someone on Twitter, uh, they said, either my dog or some other not very good football mind could coach Alabama to be as good as they are. So... I don't value him highly as football coach, but as recruiter, I think he's amazing. And so that is a huge dilemma for whoever's making this hire. It looks like it's going to be Damon Evans. Do you hire Mike Loxley because of those connections and then risk maybe Maryland not being that good on the field if Loxley isn't that good of a coach? I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know. I think one thing that I've heard discussed is that Bloxley with his his prior head coaching stint was very bad and it also included a thing where he punched an assistant so it's not like he led a great program either I think ideally for Maryland if it's if you're gonna go outside for the hire you will probably want someone with a more positive head coaching history 
I I think Loxley's name is going to get mentioned a lot because of those connections to the area, but I I just don't see like with that story on the books and other not great history with Loxley, I don't know how this Maryland program right now could hire him. I, I just can't I'd be see surprised. That. I'd be surprised if they hired him too, but it's a name you're going to hear a lot because of the connections to this area. And then the other names that were mentioned by Bruce Feldman were names that I was not surprised by and names that I was definitely uh, putting in my head. Uh, and they were all basically very, very good group of five coaches. Neil Brown at Troy, Scott Satterfield at App State. He even mentioned Ken Niamatololo. I cannot imagine that hire going well with the Maryland fan base. I know Navy's done well, but it's Navy. It's a different kind of program. And uh, Jeff Collins at Temple was another name. And I bet there are going to be names of uh, uh, coordinators that come out here and there. And for everybody saying that the job is not one that they take, you would take one because it is one of a certain few Power 5 FBS head coaching jobs, and they do not come available very often. And so there is an attractiveness to that gig and there's an attractiveness in coaching against Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan every year that comes with it and I think Maryland will get a lot of interest. Now would I advise taking the job right now with the program in disarray? Probably not but I mean of all those coaches you're getting high upside but the potential of them not turning out very well because there's for every great group of five coach that goes on and takes that next step at the power five level there are a bunch that don't. You have nothing else on this matter at the moment? No, I, I, I just agree with what you said there. I mean, that's it's it's I'm I'm I don't know how much um I'm just hoping it doesn't turn out like Tennessee. Is is really all I'm hoping for. Well they ended up getting a decent head coach in the end in Pruitt. I mean but I mean they were gonna hire Greg Schiano and that was a complete dumpster fire too. I can't imagine Greg Schiano was on uh I think the Yahoo list of just potential names. I don't think Maryland fans would be really pleased with that either. And also <laughs> he has some not great history in his past when he coached in the NFL. But, but, but wouldn't that make the rivalry with our other favorite school really interesting? <laughs> what a, what a piece of complete horses, you know what to end on. Um, Thomas, I, I want you to plug now uh, some of the things you've got in the works. Uh, there's going to be a lot more coming in the next couple of days, and you can imagine the press conferences after the game on Saturday are going to be well worth the price of admission. And so well, maybe you... with with Dirk and not the like, I don't, th- you know, he's obviously not going to be at that press conference. He doesn't work here anymore. Like, uh, but I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there'll be interesting quotes from Matt Cannon in the play. It'll be it'll be something. We'll see. My my guess is it's not as interesting as we're hoping for. Not as interesting as it would have been if Jerkin was there. Oh, that would have been a circus. That would have, oh, been, would have just... been amazing. Well, it would have been amazing. If it would have been the second most interesting Maryland-Michigan State press conference this year. Yeah. After the Tom Izzo yeah. one. Yeah. I mean, because you imagine, like, we were talking about that in January. Like, I'm glad Maryland doesn't have to go through this. Boy, I wish I shouldn't have said that. <sighs> Man. It always happens that way. I tell you what, it always happens that way. But anyway, plug some of the things you're reporting just so people get an idea of what is on the horizon because we've got a lot in the uh, hopper for you. Yeah, I mean, so there were a few things that we started um, before Durkin got fired. Um, Those had to go scrap. And so, so like, tonight we're we're working on stuff 
Um, you'll see just as many player reactions as we can find, um, some outside reactions as well. Just just trying rounding those up, trying to get a sense of, of where the team is on that. Um, I've got the timeline coming. We 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 posted like a bigger timeline about actually yesterday morning. Um, so that'll be that'll be updated. And just just a handful of other things um, throughout the next day or two. We'll still have like a preview of the Michigan State game because that Doesn't is still that happening. Academic at this point. It does. Um, I'm not really sure how I'm going to write that or to what extent, you know, I'm going to change how I write it, but we'll see. Oh, boy. And I want to give you the last word on what has been one of the most ridiculous two days I've ever seen in following any sports team. And I have some ugly sports things in my life. Maryland has not had the best of sports history, but... I cannot imagine anything like that these two days. Even if in my worst nightmares, I could not have imagined anything like these last two days. Yeah, it's been an interesting, scary movie season. Um, but the movie based on this is going to be amazing, by the way, well, but, whenever it comes out. See, there. what will the movie be, though? Like, it, they couldn't make a movie that ends with, like, the coach getting fired a day later. No, I don't know. It'll make a 30 on it. Ooh, that'll be interesting. So, there, so here's what I'll say. 30 on this. Here's what I'll say. Here's how I'll close this. We're all Maryland fans. If you're listening to this, you're probably a Maryland fan. We all want what's best for the university. There have been a lot of disagreements over the last few months over what's best for the university. And I think that's, that's really where all of this comes in. Um, you know, people just coming from so many different perspectives, some people reading it more into some things than others. It, it's been a lot. And obviously yesterday just re-energized so much of that. And it was, it was really just incredible to see how people came together, albeit in a very negative light toward the university. And this was... This is not a happy time that the because the football coach got fired, but to a lot of people it is very clearly a little bit of a relief. A little bit of the stain has been wiped away. Because for better and worse, Durkin probably doesn't deserve to be – he's not the stain, but he is a part of the problem. And so that is gone. And from here it's about – it's about the players. It's about trying to come together and figure out what's next. Um, for the football team, that'll start Saturday. It'll go through the season. We'll figure out more football stuff later. For the university, finding a new president, implementing all those recommendations from, from the Board of Regents. This, pro- this can work. This can this ship can be steered in the right direction. It'll take a while. It probably won't be a fun process, but I think it can happen. I think we're all rooting for that to happen. And at this point, you know, here's where we are. We, we know, at least now we know we're at square one. So I titled episode 133, Back to Square One. So I guess episode 133.5 is Back to Square One, Square One, I guess. 
I can't think of anything else to say other than this has been one of the weirdest two days in anything that I have ever experienced in my life. And I care deeply about this university. I know so many of you do too. And we want the football program to succeed. And if we have different opinions on how it succeeds, that's sports. You're allowed to have different opinions, but you don't want to see the university going through what they've gone through and all via self-inflicted wounds. And I think that now they could start a very slow, very arduous healing process that has to take place. And the only way this football program is going to reach its potential is if they find a way to heal in this sort of way. And hopefully it can start as soon as possible. And you might be skeptical on what they have chosen to do. You might be skeptical on the path going forward, but at least right now they're on that path. I don't think they were at this time yesterday on that path. And that's, we've got left there's a football game on saturday it's going to be the most bizarre yet interesting maryland football game i think any of us have ever watched or covered and this team could still be going to a bowl game it could still be on the field an incredibly successful season all things considered i don't think any of us predicted maryland was going to a bowl game before the year they still beat texas this year and texas is a potential big 12 champion they have taken steps forward on the field that are impressive considering all that's going on and now it's a matter of trying to find a way off the field to make sure those steps do not get sent backwards and, and that's really all i've got left there will be so much more of course to come this is not the end of this story here at testudo times there's a lot of reporting going on there's so much more left to say uh but until then of course i don't even know what to say uh what's your final final word on this thomas basketball season starts tuesday but did you know a coach got suspended for a minor rules violation? Uh, uh, uh yeah. Yeah. That Maryland too. sports, everybody. We're doing so great. We're doing so great. Everything Go Terps, everybody. dash gif. Buddy. Welcome to the dysfunctional Viper Pit. Testudo Times podcast. The official podcast of the dysfunctional Viper Pit. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.